Welcome to the Lead Every Day Show. Our mission is to see a world well-led. And our strategy to get there? To empower leaders like you to lead every day. So let's get to work. We're rolling into the middle of the week and I am excited you're with us here today. I got a question for you though. What happens if you're creating this annual plan we've been talking about the last few days and you don't have enough time to either A, create the plan or B, to live it out? Welcome to the Lead Everyday Show. I'm Randy Gravitt. And I'm Mark Miller. And that's my question for you. Like, dude, I've, I got people saying, I don't have time for something else. You're asking me to create a new plan. I got these other plans or I don't have a plan. I got too much work to have a plan. What do we do when we're when we're up against this idea of time? Yeah, I think it's real. It is. I want to acknowledge that. Every leader's challenged by it. Uh, I told a group, uh, our group, just last week, I think it's, it's a beast that you have to slay every day. There are people who want your time. There are projects that need your attention. There are challenges that are unanticipated. And we can talk about planning, but we know the reality is leaders don't own their own schedule. However, they do own their own development. And even in the midst of the crazy, even in the midst of the chaos, we have to prioritize our growth. No one is going to do it for us. Your boss or your boss's boss or your boss's boss, they really don't care your if you grow or not. <laughs> your mama not going to be able to help you with this. Yeah. You have got to own this. And so I think many of the principles and practices, the tried and true principles and practices of time management, work. So I think what might be helpful here for just a couple of minutes just is to share a few of those Love ideas. Yeah. Um, and I would say we, we had this idea we surfaced a long, long time ago at Chick-fil-A that we challenged our entire staff to have role clarity before goal clarity. And so we've encouraged folks to say, can you identify three to five key roles. Now, you may be thinking, well, I do a lot of things. Well, right. sure you do. But could you identify the primary things that you are responsible for, not just a list of all the things you do? Because step one might be to say, well, let's look at all the things I'm doing that don't fit within my primary responsibility. Yeah. Um, so I, I, that, that'd be, yeah, a, that'd be I, a good place to start. Yeah, I think that's great. I, and and I, we tell people all the time, every role needs a goal. But every role better be clarified before you start setting goals. I mean, it's, it, it's so easy when you're creating a plan. It's like, I'm going to do this, this, yeah. and this. And it doesn't add up to where I'm trying to go or what I'm trying to do. Yeah. It, it, it can be really Let dangerous. me give you an example. I had the privilege to lead a team of very talented and gifted consultants um, for a season during my career. And one of the consultants came in, was sharing with me his first draft of his development plan. And in the plan, it included the courses that he would need to learn Spanish. And he made a pretty compelling case. And we have a significant, uh, the operators have a significant percentage of their team uh, who are Hispanic. And he said, I just think it'd be really good. Well, I, there's certainly nothing wrong with that. But I actually knew that this guy was struggling with his core responsibility, his, his core work. which was consulting. Yeah, And so I said, hey, Let's let's don't let's don't do that now. Let's work on what is core. Well, the only reason we can have that conversation is that I had clarity on what his core responsibility was. I thought he did, and maybe he did, but once we talked about his competency, his skill set, his performance as a consultant, we agreed that that 
is where he needed to work. So there are a lot of good things that happen once you know your core responsibilities. That's one thing I'd say. Um, and, and this may go without saying, but what are the things you're doing that you literally could just stop doing? Yeah, and nobody would know. Nobody uh, would care. <laughs> Peter Drucker, who I've mentioned a couple times in these first few weeks, and we'll probably continue to mention his name. Many of our listeners may not know, he was a, a legendary management and leadership consultant. He might have been the first. Yeah. I mean, he, he was doing significant work 50, 60 years ago. Yeah, whatever, yeah a long yeah. time ago. And he said that he didn't know of an executive, was the term he used, that couldn't eliminate 35% of their calendar without anyone noticing. Yeah. Now, yeah. I don't know if it's that much or not, but I, I'm always encouraging people, if you're trying to create capacity, and in this context, at, you know, we're talking about for growth and development, what, what's on your calendar that you shouldn't be doing? Yeah. There's a, there's a little book that that Drucker wrote called The Effective Executive. I know you've read it. I've read that book. You may have probably read it multiple times. It's not not very thick, but if you've not read that book, it's the source it. of the Nile. It is the source of the Nile River when it comes to leadership. It's a great little great little read. But one of the things he talks about in there is know thy time. I think that's maybe the name of one of the chapters, and he talks about doing a time audit. And you've you've actually shared with me before. I mean, you you do this all the time. Talk right. talk a little bit about for the leader out there who's who's not really sure where their time's going. Yeah. This can be an effective Well, it, here's here's Drucker's premise, and I have validated this personally. Most leaders don't know where their time goes. That's right. If and and the way he would suggest you do this activity is write down what how you think you spend your time over the course of a week. What percentage goes here, what percentage goes there, and then track your time in 15-minute increments. He suggested <laughs> that you do this for two weeks every six months. And for years, I had a similar pattern until I decided it was so stinking valuable, I wanted to do it all the time. Because not only, well, in in his approach, it, it's, it's kind of a reality check. Ooh, I didn't know that's how I spent my time or how that's how I spent my time. But if you can proactively say, here's how I want to spend my time, divided among my roles, you can actually schedule a large percentage of your time within the confines of, of your intentions. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's been a great, great tool for me over the years. Yeah. That's so good to just have this mindset that I, I'm, my time is limited and we're not getting, I mean, you're not getting any more time. It's everybody's got the same amount, but what you do with that time can be really effective. And, you know, I'm around young leaders a lot and they'll, they'll tell me things like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling to have the energy I need or the time, I, you know, I'm not managing my time correctly. I, I feel like sometimes you start talking to them and they'll leave the workplace and go home in the afternoons or evenings. And they're talking about playing video games all night and binging on Netflix and they're up till two or three o'clock in the morning. And then they get up the next day and it feels like they, they don't have enough. In, it's like, are you kidding me? We're not, there's things you have control over. It's like you said, and there's things that you, you, you probably don't have control over. There's some things you'll have to do with your time that, other people, what's the old, if you don't tell your time where to go, somebody else will. Sure, there, sure. There's truth to that. But there's things that you can do to tell your right. time. And and at some point in your career, your mom's not going to come and set your bedtime for you. you got to decide, right. i got to right. own this. i got to schedule time for growth. i got to get up when I'm supposed to. i got to put in the work. Just like an elite athlete would, an elite leader should, should be yeah. thinking the same way. And their time really is the place to start yeah. with, with a lot yeah. of that. I want to give you one more idea, just in the spirit of what you just said. 
Uh, Stephen Covey, years and years and years ago, had an illustration. Uh, he talked about putting the big rocks mm -hmm. in first. If yep. you put the big rocks of your life in the jar first, then you can put the little stuff in, and then you can put the sand in, and then you can actually add some more water. But if you put the sand and the pebbles and the rocks and the... All that in first. first then the big rocks they don't fit. fit. Yeah. Make growth a big rock yeah. for... 30 or 40 years, one of the things I put on my calendar before the year begins are the conferences and events I'm going to attend. Yeah. They're a big rock, and I plan around that. Yeah. Just like, by the way, family vacations are big rocks, yeah. and you plan around that. That's right. If you wait until mid-year... Where and, can we do a vacation, or where can I go to a conference? Yeah, I it's mean, like <laughs> your calendar is going to be full. So, yeah. so I think that's my last thought for today, is prioritize your growth. Put yeah. the big rocks in first. Yeah, and as we said last week or two, this idea that growing leaders grow organizations. I mean, if you're going to grow a team, grow an organization, grow whatever it is you're trying to grow, you better be growing. You better be at the front of the line when it comes to that. And I think it starts with role clarity before you go to goal clarity. I mean, we... A plan is not just about a bunch of goals for the next year. It really is about what are your roles? What are you going to get real locked in on? And then how are you going to make sure that you set your goals accordingly with that? If you can do that, you're going to be you're going to be well on your way to being a better leader, which is what we're trying to help you do, become a better leader. In in this these these couple of weeks we're we're talking about creating a plan. One of the things I'd encourage you to do if you if you're interested in going deeper and and you want a little more help on this, We've created a course. I created a couple years ago. Actually, it came out of the question you asked that night, like what, what we need to do to have our best year ever. And I went and created a course. Our team did 21 days to your best year ever. You can get that by going to leadeveryday.com slash 21, uh, the number two one. And uh, you can pick that up there if that's something that you'd be interested in. It'll help you with your plan. There's a 50-page PDF that goes with that and uh, 21 days of video. It's a video course. So I hope, hope you'll check that out if that's something that – you need a little help. We're working on this plan. We'll come back tomorrow. We're going to give you another thought on it. But I hope today that you'll you'll get real clear on your roles before you start setting your goals. And let's make sure it starts with how we use our time. Is our time aligned with our goals? All right. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Remember, the best leaders lead every day.